Good morning, everyone, and good morning to everybody online. How are we all doing? Good? I was going to say smile at me, but I'll just, just squint. Um, so starting 2022, I've been feeling quite fired up and passionate about going into this new year in a fresh way. Um, I've actually had to write slow down throughout my notes to make sure I don't talk too fast. Um, But today we are starting a new sermon series called Faith in Action. And I'm kicking it off by looking at Wisdom and the Wise from James 1. Um, The book of James is an excellent message of faith in action, like walk the talk and live like you believe it. And I'm going to read today's passage from James. It'll be on the screens. Um, I really love this passage. James gives us instructions on how to live a life of faith, and that is pure and genuine. So as I pray, as I read, I pray that this will bring us motivation and inspiration. So follow along. James 1, 1 to 11 says, Greetings from James. This letter is from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am writing to the 12 tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad. Greetings. Faith and endurance. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them, and those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls, and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. So, as I'm sure is the case for many of you, probably all of us. 2021 was one of the hardest years ever for me, um, shortly followed by 2020. Um, Like the last two years have been very unexpected, very new for us all, and extremely tough. I do not know one person who has not been affected by the last few years. And I am so sorry if you have had a tough time, if you have lost loved ones, if you have struggled mentally, felt lonely, or faced disappointment or fear. I know for me, it's been a really testing time. It has been painful, disappointing, lonely. It's shaken my faith and it's affected my prayer life. I have contended for things that I've not seen happen. I was evacuated from a country that I thought would be my home. I've had so many things cancelled, as I'm sure many of us have. I've prayed for healing and seen loved ones pass. But I refuse to enter this new year and not pray with everything that I have in me. 
Philippians 4.6 says, pray about everything. We need to step into prayer like never before. We need to let God's wisdom guide us through the storms and we need to deepen and strengthen our faith. I know that it is not always easy and I know that my faith has been so shaken this year and I know that when we face those trials and those tough, tough times, like many questions can arise, but this is where we get to trust God. Wisdom is rooted in trusting God. And we can see this in the well-known passage, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Say all. Doesn't say part. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. That means everything that you do, seek his will and he will show you which path to take. We don't need to understand, and I know that we don't understand COVID and there's many, many questions, but we need to trust in the Lord and put our faith in him, knowing he will guide us along the best possible path. Our time time on earth is the only time in all of eternity where we have to choose to be intentional. We get to choose to be persistent in prayer and choose to stand strong in our faith. In heaven, that'll come easy because there won't be those trials or temptations that we face on earth. But this is a precious time where we get to show the Lord our, our hearts and being like an active choice. I saw a quote that said, it's too late. You'll never convince me God isn't real. I've seen too much. God is so real and we can't let anyone or anything or any situation or any circumstance that comes up tell us otherwise. The wisest thing that we can do in life is live a life of true unwavering faith. Proverbs 2, 1 to 11 talks about some of the benefits of wisdom. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is just, right, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. So why is it important to have godly wisdom? As we can see in this passage, walking in wisdom helps us to make those right choices for our lives. And it protects us. It talks about being the shield. It equips us to handle those different difficult situations, those trials, the temptations and relationships. It helps us and equips us to be able to handle those. James 1.6 says, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Faith is so key. And this is why the body of Christ is so important so that we can help each other to make wise, godly decisions and choices and keep us walking in faith. Be sure that your faith is in God alone. 
James says it as it is. He exposes wrong motives and actions, and he teaches us that faith and good deeds go hand in hand in the Christian walk. A good deed without faith is lifeless, and vice versa. His message is simple, but it is challenging. He says, if you believe in Jesus, do as Jesus did. And we can even hear this from the mouth of Jesus in Matthew. He said, wisdom is proved right by her actions. And I feel like this year, we need to make a conscious effort and wise decisions to step into prayer like never before with a life devoted to faith. Wisdom is a treasured gift. And James urges us to respond with love, humility, and patience, no matter what the circumstance of our day-to-day is. And this is what true faith is. I went to the store the other day and the presence was so heavy. Like I could feel the fear, the depression, the struggle. And we have to let joy arise for ourselves, but also so that we can be a witness to those around us and lift people out of that place. I refuse to not worship God through this storm. I will sing praises to him with tears streaming down my face in the deepest of valleys because he is worth it. He is our hope and he is the only thing that is going to get us through. But we have to trust in him. We have to cling on to him with everything that we have in us. And I really believe that now is a time that we need to wake up. I feel like spiritual sleepiness is a greater threat to faith than persecution. I'm going to say that again. Spiritual sleepiness is a greater threat to our faith than persecution. We need to get up from our sleep. We need to be shaken from our complacency and passivity. We need to stop making excuses and remind ourselves of who he is. And we need to pursue relationship with God and pray with every bit of faith and put all all of our hope in the Lord. Romans 12, <laughs> a little bit passionate. This is why my notes say slow down. <laughs> Romans 12, 12 says, be joyful in hope, be faithful in prayer. And I recently saw this image that was talking about grief and it was demonstrated by jars and these balls inside it. You might have seen it. So the first image was saying with grief, there were three jars and then the balls were getting smaller in the jars. And it was saying that with grief, we expect, we sometimes think that the grief will shrink. But the below image showed the grief being the same size and the jars getting bigger. And it was saying, we expect the grief to shrink, but actually the grief almost stays the same, but we learn to grow and we learn to adapt around it. And I really felt that this is relevant to the last two years because going into this year, COVID is not new. It's not a surprise to us. And what if it doesn't disappear this year? Obviously, we pray that it does in the name of Jesus, but I feel like we need to start adapting. We need to start growing. We need to be flexible. We need to vision and strategize, and we need to get on. Don't word curse this year and don't look at it through the painful lens of the last few years. We need to speak blessing over this year. This isn't 2020 round two. We pray that this will be a new and fruitful year in the name of Jesus. We need to learn to adapt and get on. We need to not complain about wearing masks, not complain about the rules that are being made, not speak badly about John LaFondra or Boris. Yes, they are not perfect, but I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. We need to pray for them. Our leaders need prayer, and this culture of COVID needs blessing. When I go on mission in other nations, I have to learn to adapt to the culture. I don't particularly love sleeping on a cold concrete floor. Like, I don't particularly love not being 
been able to shower for weeks. I don't really love it when a goat gets slaughtered in front of me and served up on my plate, especially as a vegetarian. But I have to be flexible. I have to adapt to the culture because the bigger picture is I am there to reach people. I am there to love people. I am there to tell them about Jesus, regardless of whether that means that I'm comfortable. At the moment... Our culture is COVID, but the bigger picture is that people do not yet know Jesus and people need hope. Whether that is high up in the Himalayas or whether that is on the streets of St. Helia, if what we need to do is we can't focus on the, the little day-to-days that are frustrating. We need to focus on the man of Jesus and do something about it. I know that it is not ideal having to wear a mask in church, and I know that it is not comfortable, but we still get to gather together in church. There are people in persecuted nations who are choosing to attend church, knowing they may may not leave, or knowing that there is a risk that they could lose a loved one, and we sometimes don't, don't go to church because we don't feel like it. As someone who has been to many churches around the world, like this church is precious. You have got something so precious in this church and it is a joy, so treasure it. But also, how can we expect to bring people into church if we aren't going to attend ourselves? How are we going to save people if we do not model the life of the Savior who was faithful even unto the cross? It is a joy to come to church. It is a joy to worship the Lord and in community. And it's, it's about him anyway. It's not about us. Hebrews 10, 25 says, And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. It says, do not neglect meeting together. Meeting together as the body of Christ here in church, in small groups, in community is so important and so valuable. I understand that there are health reasons as to why some of us can't meet, but thankfully we have the gift of the live stream. It says, encourage one another. How often do we encourage people, a family member, a colleague, a restaurant waiter, a supermarket server, your pastors? Like, especially in this season, people desperately need encouragement. Don't assume that people are okay. Check in, encourage, thank people, bring life. As the body of Christ, it is up to us to build each other up, especially during this season of COVID. And the reality is, life has not been put on pause because of COVID. There are so many people that do not yet know Jesus with an eternity of hell in their future unless we step up, take action and make a difference in the lives of those around us. I am not saying this to bring conviction, but I feel like we need to wake up and be shaken, and I want to encourage us to take action. My prayer is that our faith would be stirred within us. I know that God is stirring my heart, and I hope that he is stirring yours too, because he really loves us and wants the best for us. And I think the passion that I'm feeling is just one of urgency, because something needs to happen, and we need to take action. Ephesians 3, 10 to 13 says, God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in a rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. This is Paul talking. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. If Paul can have active faith in the Lord and continue to preach the gospel from prison, along with all of the other trials that he went through, we can share this precious message of the good news ourselves. This series is called Faith in Action, and we really need to start taking action. We have beautiful gifts, abilities, resources, a purpose. You are all an essential part of the body of Christ. We need each and every one of you, and God wants to use you. And we can't give up. We can't let COVID hold us back or distract us or take our attention away from the Lord and what he is doing and wanting to do through us. Let's take that testimony of the field. It felt like for ages things weren't happening, but he was birthing something nine months later. So don't pause or get disappointed or stop praying because you think it's not happening. When we were um, spending time on New Year's, mum mentioned this last year, I got reminded of the, the tipping bowls that they talk about in Revelation. And it's like, we, the bowls are being filled with our prayers and we may feel like we're praying and praying and nothing is going to happen. But at some point, that bowl is going to tip. Heaven is going to come to earth and we are going to see things happen. So contend for it. Verse 2 of um, the James passage says, Dear brothers and sisters, when trials of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. This is an opportunity for great joy. When we're in heaven, we're not going to be able to see Jesus come into the trials because there won't be trials. On earth, in the trials, we get to see Jesus come in and fill us with joy in that moment. This is an opportunity for great joy. And I know that in many moments, it has felt the complete opposite and furthest from. But I'm not talking about happiness. That's based on emotion and circumstance. I am talking about joy. We need to reposition ourselves and choose joy. And that joy is found in the Lord, a joy that can only come through those troubles. Proverbs 3.13 says, Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. My necklace actually says, joyful always. And this is an active choice that we need to make daily. We may not feel like it. It may be the last thing that you want to do. But I promise you, you will feel better when you do. The verse 3 of the James passage says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. We have a great opportunity for growth. I know that my faith has been tested in these last seasons, but we are called to live lives of faith, grit, and endurance. And endurance takes effort. It is an active effort. But we have to believe and we have to stay faithful in those moments. We have to believe the Lord for the impossible. Pray for the Lord. Pray, pray to the Lord for the impossible. We have to put all of our trust and hope in the Lord because God is going to move this year and it is a joy to be part of it. I know that I don't want to miss out, so I'm going to pray for it all so I can be part of that testimony when it happens. When I was praying for 2022, this is some of what I heard which I wanted to share. So this is what I felt the Lord say. 
This is the year of hope, restoring hope, giving people hope, and stirring up a faithful hope. This is the beginning, a new season, a time to sow seeds, a time to build, cultivate the soil, set the culture, and birth the new. A time to reestablish the kingdom of God, awaken a missions movement, and pioneer a new way. It is a time for apostolic leaders to arise, believers to take action, and the Great Commission to go forth. This, there is a need for a mindset shift from the disappointment of the last few years to wild, faith grit and endurance. Prayer warriors are to arise. We need to pick up our swords, brush off the cobwebs, because we are entering a year of breakthrough and taking ground. Put a stake into the ground and declare the word of the Lord. This is for us all. The Lord is faithful, so keep your oil burning. I keep getting this picture where it's just hands are out and the Lord is just pouring oil over the hands. So have your hands out ready to receive. Come to him with open hands and hungry hearts and let him pour his presence over you. Let him guide you. That cloud coverage by day, fire by night and keep going. This is a year of meeting the need to go for the one, giving people their swords, the word of God, and directing people to heaven, showing people deep, joyous, Holy Spirit-filled hope. And the thing is, Romans 15, 4 says, such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promise to be fulfilled. God is working. God is on the move. But God also wants us to step up and put our faith into action. There is a movie called um, War Room. I don't, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Beverly's giving her. Um, which it follows a family where there has been so much brokenness. Um, but you, you, You see the cracks like starting to heal in this family. You see restoration coming into this family. And it was all through wholehearted, committed prayer. The lady creates a war room um, in her wardrobe where she like sticks up all these like sticky notes and like prayers and scriptures. And she goes in to literally sit on the floor in her wardrobe and starts interceding and praying. And I actually created a war room for myself at the beginning of the new year. And it's, it's powerful. I mean, I feel like for all of us, we need to start building ourselves these war rooms and partner with God in prayer, having active prayer lives. We need to get into those war rooms and start interceding. This year has so much beautiful potential and God-given plans, but we need to take action. So let's be persistent. Let's act with wisdom. Let's be faithful and have hope. I pray that this year would be marked with faithful hope in the name of Jesus. As dad has been, had this phrase in his head, we need to storm heaven with our prayers. Can I invite the band up and if, invite you all to stand and I would love to pray for you.
Yeah, Holy Spirit, we thank you for this fresh year. We thank you that 2022 is going to be a year of glory. It's going to be a year of power. It's going to be a year where we see those promises fulfilled. Father, we declare life and blessings over 2022. Father, I pray that you would touch each of our hearts. I pray that this would be a year where those promises come to fulfillment. I pray that it would be a fruitful year of breakthrough for each and every one of us. I pray that it would be a year where we fight for our joy. We dive deep into the scriptures and we contend in prayer. I pray that in each of our hearts, the joy would arise. I I pray that we would know your love and joy through each and every trial. And I pray that we would all be marked with a faith, grit and endurance. Father, would you stir each of our hearts for greater faith? Would you stir each of our hearts for hunger? Father, I pray that our prayer lives would just take off in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that we are going to see heaven come to earth in Jersey. Father, I thank you that 2022 is going to be a significant year that is going to be marked with faithful hope in Jesus' name. I pray that St. Matthew's Church would be marked with faithful hope in Jesus' name. I pray that the faith warriors would arise, the prayer warriors would arise. Father, I pray that there would be such growth happening in this church, that people would come to know you, that people would be hungry for you. So Father, I pray that you would touch each and every one of us today. I pray that you would mark each and every one of us today. I pray that you would remind us of the gifts, the abilities, the the value that each one of us has. And I pray that we would move in power this year. I pray that we would take action. I pray that our faith would be put to action. And Father, I pray that in any circumstance that we would be filled with such a deep, deep, tangible joy in the name of Jesus. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and fill us all up with your presence, that you would move in each one of our hearts, that you would bring us your strength, your joy and your power in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you would touch each one of us with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.